looks real pretty It's called Stud City And it's for literally everyone There's a town that looks real pretty It's a place called Stud City And it's for literally Smokes in Stud City, and it's time to go. Stud City. Nailed it. Guess it now. Nice. <laughs> All right, go fantastic. Ahead, we ready to go? Yep. Okay, awesome. Welcome to Stud City, the podcast for literally everyone. Today on the show, we have Danica and Nathan from the very, very funny podcast. Forgive us. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Okay, thank you so much. We're doing Hello. amazing. We're doing so well. <laughs> this is something you guys have to understand about me. I am a broadcaster, okay? That's what I do. Okay, that was so broadcasty. I was like, I've never heard a clearer voice in my entire life. I'm totally joking. <laughs> I'm not a broadcaster. In fact, I've been reprimanded on this podcast multiple times for burping, so. Okay, <laughs> that's, the broad- that's the broadcaster of the future. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's it's what like, I was trying to say. Getting yeah, Ron he's, real. He's the broadcaster. I'm the producer. I know how to send iCal invites, so that's as good as it gets, really. The, the iCal invite you sent was like so good, Cody. Also, so I just want to give a shout out. It was like in my calendar. It was like a different color, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna forget about that. <laughs> well, Cody's you. on a whole different. Cody's on a whole different level of organization. It's it's un, it's freaking unbelievable. He's like. This kid is the king of organization. I've never seen anything like it in my god dang life. Well, what I will say is people with clear glasses are good at organizing. And that <laughs> Thank God for people with clear glasses. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Am I good at organizing? <gasps> no. Whoa. Uh, the, no you... Those are horn rim. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Horn room is chaos. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Damn, chaotic evil. I see it. Um, okay, so what's going on, guys? I, I I feel like there's some kindred spirit shit going on here because you two are two friends that do a podcast. Me and Cody are two friends that do a podcast. So I guess I I know our origin story, and l- let's be real, our audience knows it too. Okay, and so I'm wondering, like, how did you guys come up with the idea? How did you guys start? How did you notice like the chemistry was there for a podcast? <laughs> okay. We, we met through comedy. I don't even really remember the first time I, I met you, then. No. I'm trying to remember. I know I remember you DM'd me after we did a show together, and then you DM'd me. Okay, and, uh, okay. you said you were very funny, and I said thank you for being a fan. And yeah, comedy is she nice? Is she like a mutual friend or something? Wait, who? What you said you met through comedy? Like, oh, like oh the, yeah, the our mutual friend comedy. Our mutual friend comedy is a real little joke. That was a little joke for you guys. Okay, sorry, go on. Um, yeah, but wait, we came up for this pod when I was doing um, this is also sort of mythology, a uh, one month free trial in a WeWork space. And we said, okay, if you're in a WeWork space, yeah, you have to come up with a podcast idea. That's just the rule of physics. Mm. Well, it was truly because it was like one, year, like literally a calendar year into the pandemic. And I feel like right at the very beginning of COVID, everyone was like, we're starting podcasts. That was like the yeah. thing. And then we did it like a year later. We were like, we should finally get around to that. But I think like ours was more because it was 
right around the time when you could start hanging out with people again. Um, so we were like, let's hang out again. Let's have a little project, <laughs> I guess. That makes okay. sense. I, I listened to your podcast all day today at work. I really enjoyed it. It's very funny. I think you guys have like awesome chemistry. I do have yeah. one question Thank about you. your um, anecdote there, your story there. What the fuck is a WeWork space? Oh my God, you don't know what a WeWork is? I have no idea. I literally am like agoraphobic. I haven't left the house in days. Okay, well, WeWork, I'll just, now I'm truly a WeWork shill at this point, um, even though I do not go there anymore because it's too expensive. It's a shared workspace where you kind of go and you can click the clack on your laptop and there's like three <laughs> cool couches. Um, yeah, and there's like one on Main Street and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to fall in love with a graphic designer if I go here. It didn't happen, but I don't know. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, you gotta um, watch out with those graphic designers. They're everywhere. They're wearing horn rimmed glasses. They're breaking people's hearts. They are. You should get rid of the professional altogether, in my opinion. Absolutely. I do know some absolutely toxic graphic designers. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> I've been rejected by many a graphic designer. They Whoa. hate this town. They're Damn, like, like you, well, you keep calling them fonts and not typeface. It's just not going to work out for me. Is that what it's sort of like? <laughs> the energy? But that is exactly the energy. They're like, okay, you still use comments on your emails. Oh, shit. Uh, I actually don't know what the difference between a type and a font, typeface and a, and a font is. It's I know. nothing. It's like the difference between calling like a movie and a film. That's or cunnilingus and going down on a check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dual meanings? I thought we were, I thought we were riffing. Were we not? Cody, I thought we were riffing there. Is that... Right. Nope, that was, no. that, that, was, was my, that was a thing. I felt like Jimmy Page there. I was riffing so hard. Um, <laughs> okay, so we work spaces. So you're you're there. You're falling in love with graphic designers. You look over. You see Nathan, and you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, this is a guy I'd like to do a podcast with." Well, actually, I invited Nathan into the WeWork space as my token one guest per day um, to work on a screenplay, which we did not work on. <laughs> we didn't even open um, a, the word processor required to do it and instead decided <laughs> to make a podcast. Because you were That's like, awesome. I was initially skeptical because you were like, I'm going to this place after work because like, I don't, I can't get any writing done in my house. Totally. And I was like, and you're like, okay. I was like, okay. It seems expensive, though. And you're like, you're like, you have to come. There's like free coffee and stuff. So I was like, okay. I guess we can hang out there. And I was like, I guess I saw the appeal in the end. It's sort of just like a big cafe that you can. It's a big cafe <laughs> pay to be in that you pay more. a lot of money to be in. And I did not continue after the free trial. But if they want to reach out and actually give me another month free, I would absolutely take them up on that because I've yet to meet a graphic designer that doesn't hate me. That's didn't you actually try to um like you were like can you do a lower price and they were like no <laughs> yeah, yeah i tried to barter with the corporation we work and they were like nah uh, uh honey <laughs> like i'll but, do some artwork for you like or like i'll do some tiktoks for we work and like that sort of thing no, it was more like actually just like they were like our rate is four hundred dollars a month, and I was like, what about two twenty five? And they were like, you don't bar. This isn't like a market. Right. <laughs> That's from my dad, who was always like, you can barter everywhere, even a Walmart. And unfortunately, that's one of my toxic traits now. 
Do you use it all the time, like everywhere, just try and barter or does it just come out in certain situations? For my rent every (laughs) single time. I'm like, okay, but could you guys do 800 a month? And they're like, okay, no, I don't think you understand how the market works. Like you have no power here. And I'm like, okay, die trying. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So Nathan, were you, were you like screenwriting before or was this like, Let's meet up. Let's write our first screenplay. Let's like indie movie this shit. Let's like do that sort of thing. What was your guy? What's your guys' relationship with screenwriting? Because me and Cody, like the main thing that we do is um, screen. Well, the main thing that I do is like, like I eat a lot of like popcorn and shit like that. And like, I, <laughs> like occasionally we'll go on a walk. Like those are the main things I do. I check my phone quite a bit. But the other main thing that I do is screenwriting. So I'm wondering like what your guys' relationship is with that. Okay, so your life is like a pie chart where it's like popcorn, walk, and then screenplay is like definitely a proportionate chunk of the pie chart. Yeah, it's like a little sliver. Okay, I love that. Wait, I'm like, well, <laughs> sorry, I'm literally being interrupted. Oh, okay, I'm being toxic. You go, I'm zipping. No, okay, I, I'm only going to the question directed to me, but that was because it was like uh, our. What were we, oh yeah, that was a thing that we were doing for our like friends project. It wasn't so much a. A, a, it was in screenplay format, I would say, but not a, not a screenplay. But, um, yeah, for a project that I don't, I think we're not supposed to talk. About. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're not. I, I have written like pilots and stuff, and um, yeah, things of that nature, short films. But I wouldn't call myself a, a screenwriter. By no, that sounds like you're a screenwriter, dude. You're a screenwriter. Yeah, yeah. you're a fucking Take a, screenwriter. Drop bro. the aspiring. You're it, dude. You're it, man. You <laughs> fucking got this, man. There's oh, that, yeah, no worries. <laughs> no worries. I never had that person like that champion that was like, you go. People were like, you're talented and stuff like that. But I think like the <laughs> demographic that I was around, we we're like very honest. And because they're all also screenwriters, they like know the reality of the situation, which is dire. And so um, I uh, the first thing I did ever write, though, was a short story called Ratty. And this is like a perfect encaps- encapsulation of me and my father's relationship was that I wrote the short story called Ratty. It's about, a, it's about an 11 year old boy who gets a pet rat, gives it a bath and it dies of hyperthermia. <gasps> and I and I sent it to my dad, and my dad read it, and he sent me back one sentence, and it was the greatest note I've ever had gotten. Greatest note I've ever got. He just wrote, he just wrote back. It just said, uh, "I don't see a lot of talent here." <gasps> Whoa! Oh. Wow! Okay, never I'm like ten times more successful than he's ever been. Wow. Take, take gotta, that, we, Dad. This is a Father's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, fuck you, Dad. Fuck you, Dad. You know what I feel like uh, right now? I feel like I'm like in a podcast with two microphones and they're human like serviettes that like stand behind them. Like I feel like I'm talking because like the you no, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I'm it's totally fine. Get no, it no, better. No, 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 you're you guys are doing great. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's just funny. It's just funny. Or the um, listener, just... we have the we have the mic. The mics are like these are the ones you have to talk into from this angle, where it's like completely covers your face. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> where completely our, our faces are blurred out at this point. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can <laughs> camera up higher. Let me see. Uh, it's all good. You guys are totally good. I was just yeah. <laughs> mine is usually like this, and then like people can't see if I'm saying anything. So. I just had to like do a new setup for this one, but um, okay. a big thing about this podcast is just Bo just unloads 
trauma and plays it off like a joke <laughs> which um was our... that dramatic i thought it was funny i don't know <laughs> yeah, it, it, prime as, example as a therapist <laughs> i would say traumatic i would say this, i would say this is something that needs to be say with me unpacked even i feel like maybe you guys grew up with unfunny parents <laughs> We grew up with, uh, yeah, you know, priests, uh, yeah, <laughs> school teachers, principals, yeah, nurses, fair yeah, sort of that vibe. Mm-hmm. Makes um, total sense. But yeah, you guys are like super funny comedians. Like I love your guys' work whenever I see it on like Twitter or TikTok. Um, what was kind of the uh, the avenue for you guys to like get into comedy? uh okay wait i'm like okay i feel like when i moved to vancouver i was just like let me i was like went guy mode and i was like i guess i'll try stand up (laughs) and signed up for randomly a competition which now seems unhinged it's like (laughs) shouldn't be a competition you dumb little idiot but you know when you like don't know how bad you are so you're like okay rock on let's do like a 10 minute <laughs> and I did, and I liked it randomly. So that's how I kind of got into stand up. Okay. Yeah. Bro, you Nathan? Yeah, I did. I come from imp- an improv background. Um, I do stand up too, but I started doing improv when I went to uh, UBC. I joined the club there and yeah, just started doing sketch stuff too, and then stand up. UBC is like classically trained, he's classically trained in improv. Nice. Yeah, it was weirdly intense. It was it's pretty cool that but their improv um program is like pretty intense. It's like you have to practice like twice a week. It's like hundreds hundreds of people audition and it was like a very like I, I don't know, it was a cool thing to start out doing um comedy performance because it was like taken really seriously and a lot of people came to the shows and stuff. But also they were incredibly bad. <laughs> 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 like it was just like rewarding like the the worst improv now everyone's it's just like it's just young kids you know it's awesome so now you mediocre you're like the best one at the school pretty much and like the king of comedy there oh yeah i mean it it is it is funny to think about like just under like yeah it's just having those like base level like sense of humor i felt like i did so well (laughs) i was like i'm i'm the king (laughs) even if you're moderately funny you're like you're gonna do just fine if you're like confident, if you have confidence on stage, oh shit, you'll talk okay. it. That's my advice. Wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome, but that's something I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great advice. Kind of hard to do. It's, yeah, Change it's, who I, you I, are. <laughs> I'm truly like wringing a handkerchief backstage before I go on stage. You have stage right? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And whenever someone's like, oh, like you need to be brave to do this. I'm like, actually, like I I, like throw up. I'm like terrified every time. Yeah. Uh, There and there you go. Some people would say, you know, uh, it's a problem if you aren't scared. Mm. It's a good fear, you know. It it like drives you. It means your passion means you care. That's what some people would argue. Okay, Bo is serving up some absolute Oprah Winfrey on the pod. Yeah, they call me Bopra Bopra Winfrey. Uh-huh. We love uh-huh. to see that. Also, Bo Bennett. I'm like alliteration name alert. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm proud. 
I know that's a that is a gift. I'm jealous on this. Yeah. What's you know? It is cool having an illiterate. In a I was gonna say an illiterate name. <laughs> <laughs> an alliteration for for a name, but also I feel like people think I'm gonna be like cooler or better looking than I am when I when they hear my name, you know. And then they meet me and they're like, "Sky ain't it," you know. So like, because it sounds like I get it all the time. Like, oh, you have like a movie star name. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing. I think it is a good thing. I'm like, I think you like the power of the name will carry you through. A oh my strong God, name. Sometimes you only need a name. Written by Bo Bennett. I can see oh it. My in the- oh my I can God. I just had like a little heat, like a little, I don't know, like a little, I don't know. I just got like a little. Woof. Oh, chills. Just when you said that, Nathan, I was like, woof. It's <laughs> a little, it's a little, woof, you know? Hey. <laughs> A little hoof. I'm like, should we call ambulance? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Um, Okay, well, that all makes sense. So, Nathan, you went from improv to doing stand-up. So, I have one question for you. Do you find that the, like... So, I've, like, done a little bit of stand-up, just, like, literally for fun. And, uh, you know, just when you're out with the boys, you just (laughs) make a joke in front of them and call it stand-up, that type of thing. Um, So, my question is, do you find that, the like, the culture between those two different forms of what is like essentially comedy i think they both have the same goal which is to make people laugh with which is, which is ultimately what comedy is do you find that the cultures were different when you went from uh improv to stand-up yeah pretty different i think that like i mean stand-up i feel like is is less positive overall culturally <laughs> wise like i feel like improv is is more inherently like welcoming but to be honest it wasn't like that especially in Vancouver which is it it was like I already kind of knew a lot of the stand-ups anyways just from doing like I kind of started stand-up because I was doing this show the hero show a lot which was like solo sketch Mm -hmm. so it was like you do a character on stage and then um I was I really really enjoyed doing that so I was like okay I want to want to start performing on my own more. So I kind of started taking myself to open mics and, and, and book shows and whatnot. But um, so I already kind of, I, I felt like I knew enough people that it wasn't like this major, like cultural shock, but yeah, it is a little, de- definitely a bit different. Like the, the difference between like an open mic and an improv class is like two very different things. Yeah. 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 And I think, like maybe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe it has to do with like, Oh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Like the individualism? Exactly. Like, like yeah. not, it's not just, it's, yeah, exactly, Cody. But it's not just that. It's also that, like, within the, like, culture and just in the act of doing improv, it, it's, it's, it's like playing on, it's like the difference between tennis and soccer. Like, you have to rely on other people and you have to trust them, which means that they have to kind of like you and so that you have to be kind of nice to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing is I feel like there actually isn't that many, like I, I can only only speak for the Van- Vancouver scene, but I'm like, there isn't really that many people that you meet in improv that are like huge assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I there's definitely tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like to, to be honest, there is, there was always like weird people, but I just mean like the, the people that are like, you know, that are, uh active people that you perform with a lot are like very very nice i would say and that's just like kind of because you have to literally work together on stage mm-hmm. um so i would say that that's more of the case and then like yeah definitely with stand-up 
I would say overwhelmingly people people are are nice, but then you just meet people that are like really good at stand up, but like really mean. <laughs> you know, like and it's like yeah, you can do that. You can be too like you don't. You can just you just have to go up there and, and make people laugh. Like you don't have to like go up there with other people and like work together to try to create comedy. Yeah, which is yeah. But also on improv too, there's like definitely I've done shows where it's like um um a mix up show where it's not like a team I've been working with or anything. And you just get like placed with like a bunch of weird people and you get, or you get put up on stage. I don't want to say weird people. I, I'm not saying <laughs> any show in particular, but you know, you just get placed with people you haven't met before. Right. You get true them. freaks. Um, actually, uh, but then Lippers. like, you know, you have, you, you're placed in this situation where you're like, okay, cool. I have to like create an entertaining comedic show with these people that I don't know. And like, and like we're kind of learning i'm learning about them on the spot as we're like trying to make an audience laugh mm -hmm. so then and on the flip side of that too there is the individual thing can come up in improv too where it's like people can just be in it for themselves and like just you know using scenes as an as a way to put their own little to perform like sure. to perform their own jokes right. or whatever i don't know yeah it's like yeah. I, I can't remember what's uh, mike berbugia had a movie about improv and there's a scene where they're like, oh, there's like an SNL like recruit or scout in the audience. Like we should all like do well, but like support each other. And one guy's like, I'm really good at doing Barack Obama impressions and does like a Barack Obama monologue for like five minutes. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's super real. That people, yeah. that people will like launch into their into their things. I've definitely I remember being in this one scene and, and this person was was like taking up so much space in the scene and was playing multiple characters, like leaving and coming back. And like, there was like people on the back line, like not participating at all. And this person was like, just completely, completely, completely dominating. And I'm like, yeah, that same like individual thing that you associate with stand-up can also be an improv too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember when I went to go see Sunday service once. Mm -hmm. Great show. And you know, they're fucking incredible those guys are like like the fact that they're not on tv is just heartbreaking it makes no sense hopefully i i mean there's still time it will happen but uh and after the show it was really kind of the first time i had ever really seen improv i was like telling my friend lucy who's an actress and kind of involved in the community lucy mcnulty you might know her i was like wow improv is incredible like what a fucking like that is the best thing i've ever seen like improv is the best and there's like a long pause and she's like oh she's like put her hand on my shoulder and she's like that's that's not usually how it is <laughs> <laughs> she's like it's incredibly hard to get that good it's like it's like screenwriting it's like stand-up it's like anything else like usually improv is like anything else like screenwriting like any art form like at the beginning, it can be a little bit rough. Like those guys are been doing it for ten years. I was like, oh, okay. totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That does. They do set a very high bar if that's like the first show you go to for improv. <laughs> I brought a couple of friends there, and they're like, "We love improv," and I'm like, "Okay, I send you on your way, praying for you. Go have fun <laughs> another show. <laughs> Good luck." Yeah. You know, it's a big, Bo, you said it's a crime that the Sunday service people aren't on TV. You know, it's a bigger crime. Did I say that? Yeah. But you know, it's a bigger crime. Danica and Nathan aren't on TV. 
Okay, and and thank you, Cody, for that. We were kind of waiting to hear that, and we appreciate the shout out. Yeah, come Definitely on, like, at least someone TV, is in trouble. Yeah. Like, we should at least be in the background of like a news shot at at the least. <laughs> <laughs> sort of you being stabbed, a- and then it's just you two walking by. Exactly, <laughs> sort of like Mister Bean in the background. <laughs> Uh yeah, you I could see you guys I could see you guys on the news like for, 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 <laughs> for, 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 for crimes. We need yeah. to commit a crime. We yeah. need to commit an atrocity, and that's how we're gonna get our big break. Sort of Bunny and Clyde, but like random. <laughs> this, this just in: the most random, cute crime has been committed by Danica and Nathan. Please be aware, <laughs> it was adorable the entire time. That's what we're shooting for. That's a good idea. You know, it'd be cool if you guys were like on the news, but as like trendsetters and like letting everybody down, like know what's like the do's and don'ts for like summer 2021. Cause I feel like you guys out of our guests are like on, like, I don't know, on point with that. We do okay. talk a lot about, we do, we are, we sort of talk a big talk when it comes to like what our plans for the summer, but then was I in bed by the stroke of 11 last night? Absolutely I was. Pretty gangster. <laughs> yeah. 11 o'clock is a good have time. To, yeah. Do you guys um have like some plans of like for the summer, like what, like what people should be doing? Like should guys be using like, five inch inseam shorts like is this a year Ooh, i am so pro the five inch inseam i'm like literally if an inseam is longer i'm kind of like oh what are you doing like capri alert capri alert i'm like <laughs> jc penny vibes um and we're both into i as you know like italian vibes so like a, mm. a ribbed tank top and you're kind of wearing like a like a button down, but top buttons unbuttoned, and you've been into chain culture a bit. <laughs> You're oh. judging me. That no. <laughs> no, that sounds tight. No, that was a positive tone. I like literally love what's happening. This I just got this at a thrift store. I think this is actually some sort of a t- something an, an Italian grandpa would wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo and but I are both wearing really the. Into, I was gonna say we're both really into Italian culture. The Soprano. Oh, nice. That's my grandpa boy. (laughs) Okay. I love the Soprano. Yeah, I'm currently on season four. And AJ is like, they gave him almost no lines. He truly just comes down the stairs sometime and is like, can I use the computer? (laughs) And then off he goes on his way. Yeah, he does suck. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do love when they put him in the little military hat. I'm like, oh okay, my god, he's he crying. Yeah. Holy shit. It's hard so to funny. watch. <laughs> yeah. I've been told I'm the Tony Soprano of podcasting. Okay. By who? Well, uh, you know, like daily affirmations. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's my daily affirmation. I say that to in the mirror ten times every day before my morning shower. Okay, I yeah. love that. And I'm then used- as and then as the hot water kind of fogs it up, I wrote it, write it in uh-huh. in the yeah. Yeah, and that kind of gets me going, you know. <laughs> gets me motivated for the day, you know. Cuz I will break somebody's legs to make it in this business, you know? So There you go. He's, he's, he's this episode and go to block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly Uh-oh. we won't know if i died or if i didn't die who knows right, yeah. no, I, oh, now shit, I 
<laughs> no, now that I'm, doesn't ruin anything. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm literally like I had nothing as usual. I had nothing good to say, and I was it's, just talking. Yeah, that- <laughs> okay, I am mis- I'm little misinterrupting like those books that those books you know those characters. <laughs> it's like Little Miss Sunshine and Little Miss Grumpy. I'm like little misinterrupting today. <laughs> no, no, you gotta understand something, Danica. Maybe it's a combination of, of us both being in the same Zoom call, but I am the worst. I am the worst. I listened to the last podcast. I don't think Cody spoke. Yeah, that happens sometimes. And then no. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll hear, Sorry, I'll Cody. Like hear myself talking, and then I'll hear Bogo. <laughs> but I really think it's just like us using Zoom. Like, I, I finally just got my second vaccine today. And Woo. so we're going to be entering unknown territories of podcasting in person which you guys have been doing for a while but we don't know where to start with that so we got to figure that one out okay it'll be fun yeah yeah we can finally pick up on social cues and not interrupt each other yeah weirdly enough cody's my best friend and he's my writing partner now and then you know we spend a tremendous amount of time talking every single day but i've only ever met him once yeah <laughs> Wait, really? Wow. Person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Wait, okay, Wait. quickly, even if you've already covered it, can you give me the spark notes of what? I'll tell you. It's yeah. um, so basically we met at a CBC pitch event. So we're both writers and we were just like chilling, having drinks before pitching. And then we just like chatted and then just kept in touch and just like would play like NHL online together. And then after a while, I like was working on a TV show during the pandemic and then I got a concussion. And I was out for months and I got kind of like, I missed producing and I missed doing something. So I just hit it up Bo and I was like, yo, let's make a podcast and make it about this. And he was like, let's make a podcast and make it about nothing. And I was like, well, okay. So that's what we did. Oh my God. That's actually like romantic or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A meet you out pitch of it. I'm like, this is now you guys need to write, co-write a rom-com, but it's like friend vibes together. <laughs> I have an idea for a rom-com. Do you guys want to hear it? I would love to. Okay. (laughs) So my idea for a rom-com, I don't know what it's going to be called, but maybe I think it was, I might call it like every 10 or something. And basically it's about two movie stars that are like inexplicitly uh, linked together due to the fact that their career highlights have been romantic comedies that they've done together. Think like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. And it's about their third movie in the third decade of their career where they now are like kind of in very different places. One of them's married. The other one's living like a different life. By the way, I haven't written a scene. This is just something I have in my head. And it's about their relationship in Hawaii over this like three week period where they're shooting this movie where like they kind of like fall back in love but also realizing that they're taking like they're taking the roles of who they were in these past two decades that they've spent this time together. And it's kind of like based on the idea of like the, the Richard Gear and the Julia Roberts and like all these people, but like kind of the behind the scenes of that. And it would be like a romantic comedy and you'd set it in Hawaii. And the whole idea is like, you would get two people that are in that situation to play the part. So like you would get Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore to do it. And so it has this like meta aspect that kind of comes in through the backside. Do you understand what I'm saying here? 
absolutely and know what I have to say about this. There is yeah. no time other than the present to make this with none other than Benifer. Oh my oh! god, that's the best pitch I've ever heard. I was gonna be like, let's discourage Bo from doing this, but that is such a fucking great pitch. I'm hurt though, but now we have to attach them to the project. It's a great idea for a movie. Why would you discourage me? <laughs> I was going to say that's what real screenwriter friends do to each other, but then Danica fucking hit a grand slam there with Co- the gen- Bennifer. Cody was going to be like, um, Cody was going to be like, uh, I was going to be like, um, that's going to be like when Harry met Sally and blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's not going to be anything like that. <laughs> but guys, that is the joy of the rom-com, okay? I am like yes. a firm believer in that all rom-coms should generally be the same. I'm sorry. Mm. And I watched an amazing rom-com series that didn't differ from classic rom-com structure in any way, shape, or form. And I ate it up for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Watching so. movies in the morning, that's pretty hardcore. I like yeah. That. Um, what was that one called? That was called Starstruck. So shout Someone out. else was talking about that. I, I maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, are Is you sure it new? No, it was someone I saw it on Twitter, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what wrong comes strays from the formula? In your movie, would you show scenes from their previous movies or would it be all to the audience's imagination? I, I think that's such a fucking good question, Nathan. And I've thought about it because like, obviously there is this meta aspect. You can get into it in the way like a movie like Funny People did where they did show scenes and shit like that. But actually Funny People is what I first thought of when you were talking about that. Yeah, it's a little bit meta yeah. like Funny People, you know, because it's about. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's different than most rom-coms, Cody. Um, Cody basically just wrote me an email that said, I don't see a lot of talent here, you son of a bitch. Um, anyways. Uh, Bo likes to be nagged. Little, little. <laughs> no, I don't, told you that. Nobody likes to be nagged, okay? I'm a fucking full-grown adult. Um, but uh, I think, listen, it depends on where you want to go with it, right? Like, tonally. I think if I'm going for, like, a very, like, mainstream comedy, like a funny people, then, yeah. But if I'm going for something more indie, then it a, it wouldn't be in the budget, and B, there's a really interesting way of doing it where we don't see it, and like it's left to the imagination, and that would be different and interesting in and of itself. So I'm actually open to both ideas, but that's a fucking really good question, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to remember because I was just watching something where they didn't show. It was a uh, well, okay. I'm not going to go down the stroke, so I'm not going to remember it. But it was something where they it was about that, where it's like people that are making a uh, a film or or something like that, but then they never show it. Mm-hmm. Is there, anyways? And they that was a very conscious choice. So I was wondering about that. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think like when you, if you were to, yeah, you'd have to, you would have, you'd have to make that decision at some point. You definitely would. You definitely would. It would be weird. I mean, it would be hard, right? Because you have to. You'd have to like Robert De Niro them, right? You'd have to de-age them and shit. We're talking about 30 years. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of like, don't show it. I'm like, that feels more artsy to me. Sorry. Oh, you know what it was? It was hacks. Oh, I was just thinking about hacks. Yeah. Cause I remember they said that they didn't want to show her last. I don't know if anyone. Okay. That was an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. That was sweet. Yeah. And then. Well, we shouldn't really spoil it because it's like a final episode, but I thought it was really well done how they did that. And I really enjoyed that series. Spoiler. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, crowd, a crowd favorite on my end, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, wait, I've I, read the pilot, but I haven't seen the show. 
you need to watch the show immediately, yeah, Bo. And yeah. I have a follow-up question about your rom-com as well. Which oh, is- it seems like I'm getting lots of questions about my rom-com. That's interesting. Cody, please, Danica, go on. I know we're we're kind of like taking the pitch now. We're kind of network execs in this case, and we're asking people <laughs> follow-up questions. I love this. Um, hey, do they end up together? Sorry, I need to know. No, of course not. They're good people, and one of them has a family. <gasps> Wait, no. Okay, no. You know what? I don't like that, and I don't believe in rom-coms where they don't end up together. I'm like, okay, because you know what? I have strong opinions about this. I'm like, okay, it's fine that we did it once because we're like, oh, cool. It's a fun twist. You're just friends, LOL, or like, it's about friendship. <laughs> but it's like, okay, now we've done that, and it's sad and leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. So why not give the people what they want? It's true. I mean, they're definitely going to fuck in it. Okay. but So, not- that'll, so that'll take care of that. It's like okay. a big Team America scene. No, no, it won't be like that. It'll be done like, tastefully. But I mean, they will hook up. Like they'll, It'll become romantic. It'll become as romantic as it possibly can. It's just like ultimately, you know, I feel like, you know, in my life anyways, learning that being alone or not being alone, but like sometimes the person you love the most isn't the right person for you. You know, mm-hmm. that is so sad. I know. I know, but it's true. You know, the movies need to be true. That is my big question for the for the group for the group project right now. Perfect, <laughs> Danica. If only you had a thirty year career in comedy where you were in all these like movies, then I could just we could just we could just cut the deal right now. You know, Nathan could produce. Nate could produce and direct and Cody could do like catering or whatever you know we could get that figured out Um, (laughs) Cody's got crafty absolutely on a lot (laughs) fruit by the foot is flowing (laughs) (laughs) yeah I accept accept the role in 30 years if it's still out if it's still floating out there I could almost guarantee you it will be I'm gonna have a lot of Botox by then, so <laughs> So you guys said that you were into fashion. Is that is that what I was picking up? Are we into fashion? Do you think? It sounded like you guys oh, talked what? about shirts I don't know. and stuff. Yeah, I know. Okay, Nathan's good at fashion. He's like Nathan is always like finding a cool shirt at a thrift shop. I know. I creeped his Instagram. I was very jealous of the way he presents himself to the world yeah one of the (laughs) finest collections of t-shirts i've ever seen sorry sorry i like going on well there's a there's a good store in vancouver cool thing and they've they've uh you go on their instagram stories they'll post shirts you can uh what do you call it reserve them that's what (laughs) but i've i'll go down rabbit holes on ebay and like etsy and stuff get shirts it's fun, dude. I'm sure it had. I'm sure it had. I'm sure it had. Yeah. But I think I'm wearing the one. I'm wearing the shorts that everyone. I got them a couple of years ago, but the 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 five inch Patagonia baggies that everyone is obsessed Whoa. with on Twitter. Whoa. Okay, wait. Can they be girl? Yeah, unisex. <gasps> oh my gosh, I get. They're just like yeah, get them. But they're just like um, Patagonia's like swimsuit essentially but you cut the lining out you can oh yeah i cut the lining out of them but hey but everyone was that's like that was what you're talking about right cody like everyone was talking about oh they gotta wear guys gotta wear shirts like this what's a patagonia really 
Yeah, I have no <laughs> fucking clue. <laughs> it's a brand like at like mountain equipment co-op. I think Patagonia is like actually a mountain range in like South America. Of course, of course. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. course, of course, obviously. And it kind of ranges from like outdoor people kayaking mm-hmm. to finance people um on Wall Street and any and anyone in between. It's kind of a brand for everyone. So I should know well, I didn't know about it. So it's not it. for so it's not for everyone. I think I think it's for you, but you, if you just open your heart to it, yeah. Cody, can you talk me through this, please? I have a Patagonia jacket. I, I'm surprised you don't, never heard of the brand. They have a nice store if you go to Whistler. Are they the I'm racist? Uh, the racist? No, that's Tyga. Oh, that's Tyga. Oh, I yeah. didn't know they were a racist. That's oh bad. yeah. So Tyga, T A I G A. Um, it's like a Vancouver brand for like out there outdoor wear, and they ran like a catalog or something and had like a shout out pretty much to like a, some like a former supporter of them or something. And they're like, Yeah, this guy had wild and crazy ideas, but really he just like denied the Holocaust. So, um, what happened was Nathan Fielder from the show Nathan for You. He wore, he's from Vancouver and is like Jewish. And he was wearing Taiga jackets in like every episode of his show. And then his like dad called him out on it. It's like, yo, this is like fucked up. So what Nathan did is like made his own brand of outdoor jackets called Summit Ice. And like all the proceeds go to like Holocaust awareness. So that's where the Taiga thing comes from. Okay, Summit Ice. We need to get get into this. Yeah, they're nice cool. jackets. Yeah, they were the genuinely good jackets, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, I have one, and yeah, I like it a lot. But it's Did not you as go cool to, as Patagonia. Yeah, maybe even cooler. Did you go to the pop up and thing that was that he was? You went to that? Yeah. Yeah, I went to it, um, and I got a picture of myself shaking his hands. And I'm like, can we get a picture? Like, we're doing a business deal. And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, and then I actually, like, put up a TikTok about it. But somebody bought a jacket, and inside was, like, a half-empty pack of cigarettes already in the pocket. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, bonus. Yeah. That just means their staff likes to party. It's not, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's amazing. And you guys are literally going to cool pop-ups. And I was I'm actually I'm actually Bo in this case, and I didn't know about this brand and I wasn't aware of a pop-up happening and wasn't informed or invited. <laughs> I didn't go, but I really liked the episode that they made about it, and then they were showing all the Vancouver signs. That was mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> I'm just talking about a TV episode, but that was funny. Yeah. No, it's good times. Cool. I mean, Nathan Filter is just a goddamn ge- genius. Um yeah, I guess my I don't I think I think if you have the opportunity to buy something that will keep you warm and stick it to the Nazis, you should do it. Totally. <laughs> I feel like this is a good way to live your life, you know what I mean? I totally agree. And now I'm kind of get I'm actually we're concerned about myself and need to go to the doctor because I've been think I've been thinking, oh, I should start buying comfortable clothes. And I'm like, mm, that's not good. And so I might even dip a toe into sort of a warm jacket. I might dip a toe into a comfy comfy sandal this summer. You don't and wear comfy I'm, clothes? 
I mean, not in, I mean, not. You a, don't. A, <laughs> you're, you're constantly like, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in pain. <laughs> I've, I've sort of had multiple, I feel like clothing related injuries even. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this a way to continue living my life? But now that things are reopening and I'm like, yeah, I do want to be in a jumpsuit that physically hurts me. Yeah. <laughs> What's a clothing related injury like? Um, okay, I, I would say it ch- chafe is something that uh, haunts and I struggle with. I'm constantly sort of have <laughs> bleeding areas of my body all the time. And that's okay. And also the tight pant, of course, is is one that can me- mentally make you unravel. Well, I was dealing with tight pants yesterday and when I spiraled about it. I was like, okay, this can't continue. Was a tight pant chafing related injury it was a tight pant not even chafing more like a crushing of the organs a crushing of the internal organs sort of situation mm, interesting so high wasted, right yeah. where does this commitment to because that sounds horrible danica i really <laughs> feel badly for you and i think you need to seek some sort of help okay I know. I need um <laughs> but i'm wondering um what what where, where does this commitment to looking good come from you know or or looking good like feeling good and looking good you know i think we all like to feel good and look good except for me clearly um but please (laughs) okay he drags himself um (laughs) bo you look amazing sorry but um i would say like like wearing a fun outfit is its own like ssri in a way so i'm I'm participating in that culture where I'm like, yeah. okay, you're not feeling, you're feeling on the brink today. Time to go to the grocery store and something that's insane. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the most like famous clothing related injury in pop culture would be um, something about Mary. Uh, wait, what? No, oh. I, don't, I don't know. When he uh zips his pants up and his uh, oh, yeah, right, that? and then you see it and you're like, What the fuck? I've never seen that before, mm-hmm. and it looks like too real, you know, because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something about it that looks too real that maybe it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, that would be the only clothing related injury that I can think of that's ever really like broken through and become mainstream, you know what I mean. I know I'm sort of doing indie clothing related <laughs> injuries. Yeah. Right now. I'm hoping to work my way up to that level um, where I'm sort of recognized in that way. Yeah, that should be your goal. I'm like, hey, you guys never had a clothing item that is, we were talking about Doc Martens today and just like feet bleeding. You guys have never even had that? Yeah, I've definitely had that with like Nike shoes. And I think my worst clothing related injury is maybe like, um, spraining my ankle with like shitty Under Armour runners, like while playing ball <laughs> hockey, like that was probably Ooh. the worst. Okay, I know the shitty runner industrial complex is alive <laughs> and well. I'm like, really, <laughs> just I'm like, what they don't tell you is if your runners don't cost, unfortunately, I'm sorry, like two hundred dollars, you're gonna break both your ankles immediately. It's insane. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, as someone who runs occasionally, I've 
absolute <laughs> running running runner Authority. issues in my life right. yeah i know a thing or two runner problem hashtag runner problems hashtag runner problems our most used hashtag yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the forgive us podcast and that you guys started the you guys started the hashtag absolutely uh, i mean you guys are a running themed podcast of course you guys talk about all things running and chafing uh by the way maybe cool name for a second podcast about running for you guys running and chafing throwing it out there we've been wanting to, to do a second one yeah <laughs> one is not enough for insatiable appetite to be podcasting all the time <laughs> What have you found has been like the, the most great? Oh, sorry, Cody. My oh, no worries. What was that? I was going to say, what have you found to be like the most gratifying thing about doing a podcast? Because I know I've found certain things <laughs> gratifying. We're about like almost 30 episodes in or something. Um, so what, have you guys found anything to be gratifying or has your relationship changed in any way from being friends to podcast hosts? Tell me about it. Okay. Well, oh, I only, we've only done like 10 episodes, <laughs> so I don't know, uh, but it's been very fun. And we definitely hang out regularly now. I know. I like I mean, having did, like a but... standing. I like having like a, we have to though. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And mm. there was a, like, we didn't see each other for like, like a long time for a chunk there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is actually messed up. And <laughs> we need to start a podcast to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Um, gratifying. Uh, well it's fun to do something every week yeah yeah like it's fun to release something and have something completed it's like a completed product and now you put it out there and it's done you get to say goodbye to it and that's nice saying goodbye to things is nice yeah what what about y'all um i it's nice for me because i just get to be mean to Bo. um And then continue to be mean to him off the podcast. So it's just a nice yeah. release from my stress at work. So that's what's most gratifying for me. How about you, Bo? Yeah, and for me, I've always wanted to be a punching bag. Like when I was a kid, that's what I would tell people. I'd be like, hey, mom, dad. They'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd be like, just a punching bag. You know, <laughs> I just want to get beat down to the ground. And I just want my friends and family to hate me and think differently about me. And so... I started this podcast and like, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to get too sentimental about it, but it's like a dream come true. What can I say? You know? Um, no, but honestly, um, you know, the big, biggest thing for me has been like, um, I've always like suffered from a little bit of like social anxiety. Like I don't get out there that much. And so like just meeting people and like, now I have all these friends that are like into cool things or I have podcasts and do this and do this. And, uh, and so that's been the best thing for me is just been me meeting, meeting new people. And then also like the, my relationship with Cody has been really fun and interesting and we are getting a lot done and that's been cool as well. So that's what I would say. Okay. Wholesome alert. Um, this podcast just got beep beep wholesome. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> what are you guys writing together we do you guys just do it over zoom and you go click 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 clack yeah or sometimes we'll just like um call each other or like he'll do a like a revision it's like we're just writing comedy pilots right now and then like he'll send it to me and then i'll do my changes send it back and then we try and just like get something together that we're both happy with and then we throw it out to the ether yeah 
Okay, dynamic duo um, coming soon on like HBO Max, I guess, <laughs> which is my new favorite yeah. network. So that's the one you guys should do. <laughs> yeah, we'll we definitely do that. When you choose, do that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will not settle for Crave. If Crave offers us a million dollars, I'm going to tell them to go fuck themselves, Cody. Didn't I tell you that? That uh, I will only be on HBO Max? Uh, no. Yeah, I know it limits our scope as to me down already. But isn't I would, I'm Crave like HBO back. Max though? Crave, Crave. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Crave has turned me down too, dude. <laughs> Couple We've times. Got four HBO Maximistas on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, we're just writing a pilot. Uh, I don't. Re- I don't think we should probably say just because things are happening in the background what the pilot's about i will totally tell you off air what the pilot's about but um yeah we're writing a pilot that we're pretty happy with cody's writing his own thing as well and i'm writing a movie about hitler so it's just been great you're writing man in the high castle no yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah no it's about two uh jewish custodians who go back in time to kill baby hitler but then things go bad Okay, obsessed with that. It's a pretty good idea, right? I thank you. I appreciate it. I'm like, pretty good. Hey, Bo is full of Bo is pitch, pitch, pitch this entire podcast. Oh, oh, I'm just pitching things nonstop. I just want to pitch every single day. I'm actually way better at pitching than I am at writing. It's really funny. Okay, then that is rare. I feel. Yeah, that'd be awesome when open mics come back and you just pitch your shit as uh, (laughs) bits and try and get feedback on it. Yeah, and that's what open mics are for sort of that instantaneous pitch feedback. Yeah, Yeah, people love when you go and pitch your movies on stage in front of like eight people. Hey, one of them might be an exec, you never know. You never know. And, you know, that's a big thing is, I mean, uh, ever since I was a kid, I was, of course, you know, going to get, it's like the idea of getting discovered in a mall looms large. Mm. Oh, the yeah. 2000s were the era of kid, kids being discovered in the mall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did yeah. either of you ever audition to be an Oscar Mayer wiener kid? <laughs> no. What is that? An Oscar Mayer wiener kid. So back in the day, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 28. There was this uh, really good hot dog called an Oscar Mayer wiener. And it was just this delicious tasting hot dog that you would put mustard on. You never put ketchup on it because it just didn't need it. It was sweet as it was, you know. And they had Oscar Mayer wiener kids. And there was these cute kids that used to sell the hot dogs. And I auditioned to be one of those kids. Okay, what did you have to do? Do your like singing technique? I had to go into a room and eat a hot dog in front of a bunch of adults. Oh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay, this whips of a lawsuit. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this doesn't sound good at all to me, but that is what I had to do. I had to eat a hot dog in front of a bunch of adults. Okay, get all the wiener kids together and get a class action going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> And I, have, wow. and I have some TV show ideas, but I have a lot of good lawsuit ideas. Perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. Sounds good. Okay, no, I've never auditioned for that, but I did audition for the Kamloops Theater's production of A Christmas Carol, and I got cut because I couldn't do a British accent. Oh, no. <laughs> you should try one right now. Redeem yourself. 
they got me to come back and I remember like being a literal kid <laughs> and trying to do a British accent and them being like quite mean about it they're like no that's not a British accent and I was like how about this <laughs> <laughs> that's bad that's bad auditioning as a kid is fucking humiliating i had a brief stint as a child actor for three months and i remember once i was auditioning for lil romeo's television show lil romeo's tv show and in it i had to uh like Eat, I was supposed to be like watching football and eating snacks and like talking and I, I don't know. And I was pretending to eat the popcorn, you know, like fake thing of popcorn. I'm talking about popcorn a lot this podcast, but besides the point, podcast, pop podcast. <laughs> and I'm I'm eating this popcorn and I'm literally halfway through the audition when the casting director stops me and goes, "That's fucking stupid. Stop it. I've never seen anybody do that in an audition in my entire life." And I'm, by the way, I'm like. 10 years old <laughs> and i was like what what he was like stop fucking pretending to eat popcorn just fucking sit there and say your lines and i was like oh okay uh anyways i got a call back so oh, okay <laughs> wow he probably wow. felt bad about it wow who is this director he was a cast it's a casting director okay this this man needs to be found and fired it was right. little romeo himself Ah, uh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Did you ever audition as a kid for anything? No. I mean, I did like school plays, so I guess I did them, but I have literally no memory of it. <laughs> you, you, you wiped it. I've wiped it. <laughs> okay. I never, yeah. so cool. Everyone was auditioning for things when they were a kid. I, that was my one. Although they did shoot Bendit like Beckham in my town, and I was like, "Can I be in that?" They were like, "No, you're really bad at soccer." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your town? Wait, yeah, is that, is that movie is set in England, but it was shot yeah. in like. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm literally making this. <laughs> no, I swear to God, they shot part of Ben that like that in my has been holding on to this fact her whole life, and Bo just shattered it in one sentence. Okay, we just awesome. start gaslighting you. It's like, no, you're thinking of Sister of the Traveling Pants. It's not Ben. Hey, like you know what? It might have been Sister of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> I, I was Ben that like Beckham. There was a big movie shooting in Kamloops in my youth. It would have been perfect if it was Kamloops because they, w- they would have been fresh off those English accents from the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. That's what I was thinking. Every actor in town would have been perfect. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, Cody, you want to play us out, my friend? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, um, we're mid-June now, and things are going to start opening up, opening up for live shows, like, end of July. Um, we're just wondering if you guys have any shows booked or anything like that lined up, or pff, that's, or anything you'd like to play. not. <laughs> I don't think I have... I mean, I'm sure we'll get some stuff on the books soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no I'm, plans as of yet. Yeah. Probably going to be re entering sort of mid to late July, I'm thinking. Okay. So, and where can people follow you for updates on that? At Danica <laughs> underscore Tivo on Twitter, y'all. At Nathan Hair Nice on Twitter and Nathan Hair on Instagram. And Danica Debo on Instagram. Fantastic. And yeah. Cody, where can people follow you? Uh, 
well twitter and instagram at cody blacked out and you can follow the podcast at stud city podcast and what about you bo you can follow me at potus uh i recently lost my job writing tweets for the last guy um but i got rehired and so you can follow me at potus i'll be there like pretty much three four days a week just like chilling answering questions just having a good time just trying to make people laugh you know and trying to bring the country together so there you go congrats man i think Thanks, I feel like you really handled the juneteenth stuff really well hats off to you thank you so much i gotta say i like this guy a lot more than the last guy last guy little overbearing little stupid i'm not gonna lie you know i don't want to subtweet anybody right now but that's kind of how i felt so there you go by the way we've done like 26 of these and i've had 26 opportunities to plug things and i've only plugged potus's twitter so <laughs> there you go that's the ongoing joke of the podcast <laughs> um thank you guys for stopping by it was really nice hanging out with you um, god bless god bless yeah thank you for having us yeah, it was fun thank you so much for having us